I'm your host, Joshua, and this is Yeshua Podcast. This podcast is all about Jesus, how we see him in the New and Old Testament, how I've seen him in my life personally, and how he has impacted every life by his sacrifice. Yeshua means Yahweh's salvation, and Jesus' life, death, and resurrection offered this salvation to the world. This truth is the focus of every episode. Welcome to Yeshua Podcast. This is it. Um, I have had so many people um, just ask if I was going to start a podcast because I've expressed interest in it before. And honestly, my answer had kind of always been no. Um, And this Bible study that I, I go to, which I'll talk about even more in probably next episode, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, it really kind of gave me an outlet for uh, starting this, uh, which which I will get to. Uh, so stay tuned for that story. But I am so excited to uh, be on this journey and and see where where God is going to lead me through it all. But the very first thing that I know is so important beyond everything else to talk about is the gospel. Um, I mean, I express in the, in the trailer that, I mean, even in the introduction, that that is the most important thing. And I really want this podcast to be, be centered around that. So I'm going to be laying out what the gospel is for you guys today. So the gospel is actually uh, translated uh, as good news. So it's good news for everyone, but especially good news for believers and those who those who choose to believe. And uh, to understand really the gospel, I truly, I truly think that we have to understand like who we are in comparison to who God is. So I want to go all the way back to Genesis, um, Genesis one through three um, mainly, and just talk about the the fall of mankind as we call it. And so essentially, Genesis one, you see Genesis one and two really, you see that. Like God created the heavens and the earth, um, and in His creation of like the earth, we see also He creates mankind, and uh, He puts them in the Garden of Eden. Eden means the place where God resides. Um, it's the place where God, the Father Yahweh, actually walked with Adam and Eve, and uh, in the tree, uh, in the sorry, in the garden as well. Uh, there were two trees, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, as well as the tree of life. The tree of knowledge of good and evil is the tree that um, Adam and Eve ate from, but he commanded them, don't eat from this. Uh, and you guys know the story. Uh, they ate from it uh, and they were cast out of the garden as a curse. So we're going to we're going to dive into that in a minute. Um, but uh, the important thing to realize is that um, after the fall, after they sinned, after they chose to go against God's command, uh, the biggest penalty is that they were separated from God. We see that physically in the garden, that they were no longer to, allowed to be in the garden, uh, the place where God walked. Um, but beyond that, they were separated from God eternally. And uh, because of that, uh, sin in, sin is ushered into the world, ushered into human hearts, um, and passed down uh, every generation by man. 
Um, so we fast forward like a ton and we know the story of Jesus, which is what we are focusing on this time of year with Christmas. Um, and Jesus, essentially, he, uh, Jesus is God, God the Son, one of the parts of the Trinity. And he um, comes to earth, leaves his position as, as uh, a king in heaven, essentially. And he comes to earth in the humble form of a little baby um, lives a perfect life. Uh, in that perfect life, he he claims that he's God, which is true. Um, and the religious and political leaders of the day were super uncomfortable by that. It was very challenging to them. Um, and eventually, he is murdered. He's hung on the cross because of of this claim. This claim that he he is God. Um, and even, uh, Pontius Pilate, um, one of like the, the final men that Jesus talked to, he, he says to the people, like, what faults do you see in this man? Because Jesus was spotless. He was perfect. So the question is kind of raised, right? If there's the Garden of Eden, and they're cast, Adam and Eve are cast out of the garden. And then there's the fall, or sorry, the the sacrifice of Jesus. Like, why, why a sacrifice? Why, why did Jesus have to come? Like, obviously, like, we have our, our sin nature and everything. But, like, why is this the way that Jesus had like that we had to be reconciled back to God like that that was something that was like interesting for me and I was having a conversation with with uh, a friend of mine and trying to explain to them like the fact that atonement for sins or like forgiveness of sins like had they come through Jesus and I realized that that's that wasn't really something that I had like processed through before um, and God really led me to start reading through the Old Testament. And it's crazy. My eyes have been opened up to a lot through a lot of, a lot of research and God has been very faithful to me in this process. Um, but in the fall, we see that the penalty of sin is death. And there are a couple deaths that Adam and Eve, um, experience. They experience, uh, physical death. Um, like we, they actually die, like we die now. Um, and then they also experience spiritual death, which is like death of the soul, separation from God. And that, that death of, of the soul is what, what destines us to hell if there is no perfect sacrifice, if there is no forgiveness of sins. So uh, Levitic Leviticus 16 uh, talks about and sets like the standard that blood is used for atonement. I mean, the Old Testament uh, we see that like there are animal sacrifices that were offered up for different sins. Um, and it's because that blood is what would satisfy uh, God for the atonement of sins. Uh, and, it's, and blood like signifying death, right? Um, and if the penalty for sin is death, then death, like a, a righteous death, like a holy, like sacrificial death, would atone for sins. So these animals, they needed to be spotless uh, and perfect, but it was it was not sufficient to really satisfy God's justice. 
because they're animals and an animal is not enough. Like, listen, I love dogs. I really do. But like, I understand that like an animal <laughs> is not, is not the pinnacle of holiness. Like, uh, they're bad. You have to train them and, uh, they do things that they're not supposed to do. And, and it, it does like an animal sacrifice we see in the old Testament was like a temporary solution, but it did not satisfy God's justice because God is holy and animals are not holy. And Jesus is that perfect sacrifice, like times a thousand, like times a billion, a holy sacrifice, not only like being man, like when I say man, I mean mankind, not only being like a person, but also being, being God. So it was like imminent that Jesus had to be that sacrifice. The standard is set that a blood sacrifice has to be given, but it also needs to be a truly perfect sacrifice. And the only one able to be that is Jesus. So why, why are we sentenced to death? Like that, that's another question that we, we get a lot. Why are we sentenced to death? Well, it's because God is holy and God is just. And God is also love and God is also merciful and full of grace. And we see all these different attributes of God, but he is holy and, and just. And, and sometimes people might ask like, okay, if God is like loving, like how, how can he sentence people to death? But we have to realize that like true love requires justice. I heard, I don't, honestly don't even remember where I heard this analogy, but I heard this analogy of um, like the sex trafficking industry, right? And you have like, say, say a man who was like at the head of a trafficking ring is um, like caught and they're like, he's in court and everything. Um, and like, think of our, our, our justice system, right? He's in court. Yes, it could be extremely loving and merciful to that man. If, if he were just let go, but like, I think we all understand that that's not right. Like this man, his actions have consequences. And in the same way, our sins, our sins have consequences. And not only that, but if he were let go, maybe it's it's a type of mercy shown towards him, but it is certainly not a mercy or a love shown to all of these victims in the that and victims' families in this sex trafficking ring. So we have this tension of sin that kind of like forces us to realize that love requires requires justice, and because of sin, justice bears a penalty. And the amazing thing too about about God is that like God 
finds a way to both give justice and also still show love to both parties. And you think about like our justice system now, right? Like some people are not sentenced to death. Like the death penalty, it doesn't happen that often now. And so if this man were sentenced to life in prison, that is his punishment. Um, but the, the mercy is that he may not have the death penalty. Uh, so I, I, in comparing that to the gospel, right? Like we have this death penalty kind of looming over us, but we also have a way out of that death penalty. And that is the sacrifice of Jesus, that Jesus came, lived an absolutely perfect life, died on the cross, resurrected to prove, to prove that he was God and prove that he was God and made a way so we, we can live. He, he took on the penalty of sin. So we don't have to. It's not that we don't bear consequences for our sin. Trust me, we bear plenty of earthly consequences for our, our sin. But, but Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, he provided a way to make sure that we don't have to bear the eternal consequences of that sin if we accept him and believe. So the, the amazing thing to me too is that like God has justice, right? But we see in scripture, uh, I can't think of the passage right now, that mercy triumphs over judgment. That God delights in showing mercy and mercy triumphs over judgment. And we actually see that in the fall, right? So uh, the whole story, like the serpent tempts Eve. Um, Eve eats from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, gives some to Adam, and then uh, they're cast out and everything. But before they're cast out, uh, God, Yahweh, he talks to the serpent, Eve, and Adam. And uh, he curses each one of them. He curses the serpent. He curses woman and he curses men. And um, the amazing thing though, is that he curses the serpent first. And the reason why this is so powerful is that in his curse to the serpent, he actually promised that he would send Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. Um, oh, I didn't write down the reference. I know it's in Genesis three. It's like the um, end of Genesis three uh, or close to it. So, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. That right there where it talks about like the offspring, that that is... Satan versus Jesus. And it says that he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Like you, you might bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. And, and in the curse to the serpent, he actually promises that he's going to send away for deliverance and for reconciliation. That is Jesus before he even curses man. 
God knew he was going to curse man, but he loves us so much that he said, I will provide a Messiah. And oh, by the way, you're, you're going to be cursed. And that Messiah that I already promised you, like that, that is because I knew I was going to curse you, but I wanted to make sure that like, there is no room for, there is no room for error. There is, there is no second, not us, not a single second where we weren't promised reconciliation because we weren't even, we weren't even sent away from God's presence before he already promised a way for reconciliation. And another really big thing to, to realize too, is that like God truly desires that all would turn to him. He doesn't want, he doesn't want us to die. In Ezekiel 18, a group of people are arguing about whether a parent is responsible for a child's sin or if a child is responsible for their own sin and they're arguing back and forth and uh, they are asking the prophet Ezekiel, like, what does God say? And uh, God answers through Ezekiel and says, throw off all transgressions you've committed, all sins you've committed, and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in anyone's death. He's saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who, like, none, none of this matters. Like, all of you should, like, throw away the sins that you're doing. Like, go away from that life and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit because I don't take pleasure in anyone's death. And then he goes on to say, so repent and live. Like, turn from those ways and, and live. And, and honestly, I think this is such a, like powerful display of the gospel um, because we see that like true, true, like turning to God, like requires repentance, but that's also where we, we receive a true life. True belief includes repentance and turning from our old ways to turn to God, the author of life. And the, I think the, the big thing for, for me that I, I always want to remind myself is that it's growing up, like it was always like, oh, are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go go to hell? And like, yes, heaven and hell are, are real places, right? And and we know that eventually we're going to end up in, in one of those places. And um, hell is an awful, tormenting place, right? Hell is fire. And heaven is this wonderful, beautiful, like, streets of gold, uh, city gates carved from a massive pearl, like amazing, amazing things. But, but we have to realize and understand and grasp that the reward is not heaven and the punishment is not hell. They are results of the reward and the punishment, but it is not the reward and the punishment itself. You see in the, in the garden, the curse, they're cursed, right? But they're cast out of the garden. The punishment is separation from God. And now we know that the reward is being able to, for the rest of eternity, be in the presence of God. And the punishment is, for the rest of eternity, being separated from the presence of God. All of this stems from, no, not what can God do for us? But all this stems from who God is, that God is 
holy and just and creator and love and in beauty and all of its fullness. And, and he is the pinnacle of what we should desire. And the reward is communion with him again. It's relationship with him again. And Jesus provides that way. Jesus, his name, Yeshua, means Yahweh is salvation. Literally every time Jesus' name was spoken, it was a reminder that Yahweh is salvation, that Yahweh is the focus. And Jesus provided that way, and we, we are able to have that through, through him, through his promise. And that is and through his sacrifice, and that is so powerful to me. And honestly, like if if you have questions about this, if this is new to you, like my first request is that you would reach out to anybody that you know that might be a Christian, uh, because the most powerful thing is being able to talk to somebody in front of you about this. Uh, but if you're not comfortable with that, or if you don't have anybody, you can always uh, message me uh, at the Instagram um, linked in the description of this podcast. Um, and I would be more than happy to, to talk to you about this. But if you already are a Christian, like the gospel should be fresh life to us every single time we hear it. And we should <laughs> cling to the fact that we were provided a promise before we were provided a curse. And that Jesus himself proclaimed that Yahweh is salvation and he provided a way, the perfect way, when we did not deserve it. I really hope that uh, this spoke to you today. It definitely is something that, that I need to be reminded of. Um, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you um, and record more of these podcasts and, and see where God leads me through this. Uh, and I cannot wait to look back at all of this and see the goodness of God revealed to us. Thank you for listening to the Yeshua Podcast. As always, you can subscribe if you want to make sure you don't miss the next episode. You can find us on Instagram at I will say Yeshua. It's also linked in the episode description. Listening to podcasts is great, but nothing can replace your personal and intimate relationship with God. I encourage you to pray in the next minute for whatever you may need to communicate. Thankfulness, repentance, help, or deliverance. Jesus tore the veil to put us in communion with the Father, and he loves you more deeply than we can understand.